because he basically used case studies that showed that the givers are the ones that are the most successful people that give to other people that do things for other people that support other people are the ones that it comes back to. An entourage is defined as a group of people surrounding an important person. Well, today we're going to explore why you are important enough to have your own entourage and why it's becoming more critical to have one now. Welcome back to the brain and brand show. I'm Timothy Maurice. And to support the mission of this show, Today I welcome in Leslie Grossman. She's a faculty director at the Center for Excellence at George Washington University, and she'll be sharing her work on building entourages. I have a simple mission for this show, and that is to help you increase and grow your influence by understanding the brain. Your personal and organization's brand must understand how humans behave in order to achieve your personal and professional goals. Before we dive in, please take a moment and rate the show and leave a comment to help boost the show's reach. You can also email me comments and to connect podcast at timothymaurice.com. I look forward to getting back to you. We've all seen the energy an entourage brings to the person they are surrounded by. Studies have shown that having an entourage expands your perceived value. When you see a famous person walk into an any event, the network they are surrounded by immediately draws and builds the strength of your perception about them. My guest today takes that a step further. She shares how this network effect, where you exchange value with each other, can build on this model. So instead of your entourage being a group designed to support only you, it's a group that supports and nourishes each other. But it goes much deeper. I also believe that when people are aware of your entourage, It not only has the practical benefits, which my guests will share, but people elevate their view of your worth based on the quality of your perceived network. And today, that's what we call your entourage. If I know you exchange value with Oprah and Bill Gates, even if I never see them surrounded by you, you're taken more seriously. And of course, I know that the value you guys exchange together will enrich and reward you. The value of this in our brain is linked to our tribal instincts. We know that the strength of the tribe enhances the strength of the individual. So let's dive in. Meet Leslie Grossman, the author of Link Out, how to turn your network into a chain of lasting connections. Enjoy. Dr. Leslie Grossman, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Hi, I'm delighted to be here. You and I met while on a global leadership panel. You stood out to me because You've struck that unique balance that not many professionals get right, which I call being both full of conviction, but yet open-minded at the same time. How did you get this balance right? Thank you. I don't really think about that. (laughs) I just think that everything is about relationships and passion for what you believe in and uh, really just uh, being authentic. And I think that when we are out there and authentic, our authentic selves, we are at our best. I got a chance to go and check out TED Talk because I was so moved by your conversation. And I decided, let's have this conversation with my listeners. And so I really appreciate you making time. Thank you. This is all about changing the world together, right, Timothy? And um, I am always willing to speak anywhere and certainly to you you're doing incredible work so let me just 
acknowledge you for everything that you do as well. Thank you so much. Well, today we're going to focus on your work, strengthening and expanding networks through, as you frame it, building an entourage. But before we get in, you mentioned in your TEDx talk that you built one of your first entourages around dancing. So do you still dance? (laughs) Yes, I dance just when I hear great music to energize myself (laughs) and everybody around me. But that's the only reason. You know, I think the dancing that in my talk, it's really about, it was really about having a, having partners in dance, right? And, and not being alone dancing out there. And I think we all need partners in whatever it is we do, whether it's dancing or business or everything. And that's, it's all, life is about relationships. And that's how we move forward with, uh, with our careers, Absolutely. with everything. All right, take us back. Why is it so passionate about helping develop women leaders and women entrepreneurs? You mentioned also that you've worked uh, into helping develop female entrepreneurs. Why is this important to you? Uh, well, it's just been uh, an ever uh, lifelong theme, let's say. It's really been a lifelong theme since I was an entrepreneur when I was I was when I was only 23 years old was the first time I started a business. And I didn't really know what I was doing at that time, but I did it anyway. So it started back then. And throughout my career, I've formed, actually had five businesses. And along the way, I noticed what I didn't know that and others didn't know and what in many cases men knew. Um, and there seemed to be something missing. And so it started back then. And I realized that Um, we needed to help each other. Women needed to help each other um, because men were already helping each other. This is, you know, going back 25 years already. And so that's kind of where it started. And, and that's where even the relationship theme started to come in to the, to play because I saw that there was a boys network, but there didn't seem to be a girls network or a boy and girl network, so to speak, which is the one that I'm looking for coming <laughs> in for the future. You know, there are many people who speak about networking. There are many people who speak about mastering and strategically developing your network. But what I found really refreshing about your approach is the concept of developing an entourage. And you say successful people have them. I- I'll share with you a funny story. But when I think this experiment has played out in a number of different facets around the world. But there was, in South Africa, there was a guy who just sort of dressed up and put together an entourage. He was just a random guy and he walked through the mall and people start screaming and going crazy. There was this idea that he was potentially famous because an entourage signaled that he must be someone unique. Mm -hmm. And that story made the newspapers. It was trending on Twitter. This was just a random person who tricked everyone. And I've also seen it with myself. If I go to a conference and I speak at a conference and after I get off stage, there's a group of people that follows me around. And in fact, the quite the opposite happens. Sometimes you're traveling and you're alone. And if you finish speaking and you go to your booth where your books are for sale and you're standing there alone, people don't flock to you. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this entourage signals to the brain Firstly, why it signals to the brain that there is more significance 
people want to be connected to people that are connected, you know, and they want to, it, it kind of validates that they have uh, made the right decision, so to speak, to be interested in that person, you know, but that is not really the way I come uh, to thinking about entourage, as I think, you know, um, if looking at my book, to me, uh, the real power in an entourage is a collaborative entourage where it is not just a yeah. one-way street. It is me being in your entourage and you being in mine as yes. well. <laughs> so that we can support each yeah, other. Yeah, of course, of course. I just thought it was fascinating how this was like a bonus effect when you start speaking about the sociological dynamic. So let's talk a little bit about your philosophy of an entourage and the collaborative notion how the sheer power of an entourage. Firstly, tell us a little bit about what you've observed in terms of the benefits of having an entourage, as well as your research of what you've noticed in your research of having an entourage. Right. Well, first of all, let's be honest. No one can do something great alone, right? I mean, you have to have people that believe in you and uh, to, to get something done, meaningful. And that people, you have to be willing to share your vision of where you want to go. And so to speak, people might call them followers. I'd rather call them supporters. Um, so my vision is really about the fact that there is nothing more important in the world than relationships. And I'm not talking just about person. I'm talking about it for people that want to get something done and uh, a value. And the best kinds of relationships are collaborative relationships where I am supporting you and you are supporting me. So my philosophy is if you want to be successful, whether it's just to be successful in your career or you want to change the world, you need other people to get there. And guess what? People will support you, particularly if you're willing to support them, too. And 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 also it's the most yeah, fulfilling it's fulfilling, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I first moved to South Africa, I mean, I'd spent a lot of time in India and other countries that were quite foreign to me. I remember thinking, this is scary. There are 13 official languages. There are, you know, I knew one person out of a billion people on the continent. It was scary. And, it, you know, when I reflect back and think about, you know, how we met, that came through a woman who works for the Business Women's Association who happened to be friends with the host of the conference where we met. And I consider this woman in the Business Women's Association part of my entourage. She is extraordinary. Um, I, any way possible, I can add value to her. She's always looking um, to add value to other people. So she has her own entourages. And this sort of value exchange energy is very electric. And it's the same way, you know, you and I end up on this call is that positive people exchanging positive ideas is really wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about your, your link out book. And my favorite part of your book is that it was published in a critical chapter in history. You could see that the corporate space and you really spoke to a deep need. I mean, you look at, I think the book was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it, the first edition was published in around January 2013, shortly after in March of 2013, Sheryl Sandberg published her book, which is Lean In. And I was wondering if 
she had been seeking advice from you. <laughs> <laughs> what a very generous question that is. <laughs> I think, you know, it's interesting. What do they call it? The zeitgeist? When there's yes. something in the air, all of a sudden everybody starts talking about it, you know? It was also interesting yeah. that after my book came out, another book came out by Adam Grant, the psychologist, and his book was called Give and Take. Oh, really? Yes. And I oh, was wow. so excited when his book came out because it, I thought, oh, he validated my book because he basically used case studies that showed that the givers are the ones that are the most successful people that give to other people that do things for other people that support other people are the ones that it comes back to. So I, I was very excited when that book came out too, as well as Sheryl Sandberg's book, you know, it is, I mean, and the interesting thing is I wrote the book because I noticed that so many people out there were just wanted to just take, they were calling me all the time. Can you help me? Can you help me? And I was helping them, but I said, <laughs> but wait a minute, it's really, it's got to be collaborative. That's otherwise you, you get used up, right? If people are always asking you to help them, you get used up and, and it's, and really it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's when we work together, just like you and I are, that it yeah. becomes fun. Now I can hardly wait to figure out a way to help Timothy. And who am I going to introduce Timothy to? that can support his, his goals, that this is the energy of the world. I think this is what makes uh, it possible for us to do great things and create a world that is good for everyone. So a funny question, uh, took it a little bit farther than you asked me, but. <laughs> Let's, using your book and your, you know, the entire concept of the entourage, share with us three Three strategies to help people build their entourage. Okay. So here's, let me take you through three, although it's hard for me. I got more like five or six, but we'll, we'll try to give you three. That's why. That's why. Okay. I, I would say the okay. first thing is, is, you know, think about who you would like in your entourage, people that are influencers, that could be supportive of your goals. Who are people that you'd like to really, when I say, Get build a relationship with, right? That's what that's what having people in your entourage is. So number one, think about those people, write a list of those people that you are that you respect and that uh you'd like that strong relationship. So that would be the first step, I would say. You know, the second step is really reaching out to those people, checking in with them. And you know what? This pandemic time is actually a good time to be doing it. I mean, any time is a good time. But people, if people are not, they're in a country where they're not out and about, and there's not too many countries right now where you are out and about like we used to be, right? So you're working from your desk, you're there, you have a little bit, you're not commuting, you're not, you have hopefully more time to have conversations with people. And so make, those come reach out and be interested in what that person is doing you're not contacting them for help you're contacting them because you want to know what's going on with them you're interested in them and begin to have those conversations and be it from a place of curiosity about them and look for what 
they are doing that has commonality with what you're doing. Wow. So that, that, that is, that's the start of it. And then thinking about how you can be helpful to them, who you can introduce them to, what can you do for them? And it's coming from that giving place first. And that's when the relationship starts and you are then in a position to let them know what you're doing and how perhaps they could make an introduction for you. But an entourage is not built with one phone call, with one coffee or one glass of wine. It is over time. And but a commitment to that person will often open the door for them being committed to you, too. So those are some starting points and strategies for getting that entourage started. One of my favorite people that has spoken about this was Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah spoke about when he took over The Daily Show. He says that if I wanted a diverse and an inclusive daily show, especially after taking over from Jon Stewart and thinking about how he has an audience in you know, Australia and around the world, probably more so than Jon Stewart even, he said that he had to reach out and actively pursue people outside of his immediate network. What he realized is that if he only focused on his immediate network, then he would end up attracting people too similar to him and that, that the show needed a variety of voices much different from his. And it was the first time I thought about just how there's a natural inclination to reach out to what feels comfortable and familiar. And going beyond that is almost an act of courage. I mean, what have you seen as successful ways to build and grow and link out beyond your existing network in an inclusive way? All right. Um, that's a great question. And um, I, I would say one way is we are, when you hear a speaker, whether it's in person or it's online, virtually, and you don't know that person, but you really, what you heard resonates with you. Reaching out to that person, sending them an email, sending them a letter. Oh, my goodness. You send somebody a letter in writing. Boy, will you get attention in these days, right? <laughs> Telling them how what they said resonated with you and you would love to talk to them more about it. Um I mean, really going beyond your comfort zone, just like you expressed. Uh, that is a great way to reach out beyond your network to, in a professional sense, talking to the people that are probably on this podcast to really pay attention to those people and, and reach out to them. You know, they don't hear from people telling them all the time that especially if you're online, right? If you're at a live conference like you were describing, people might all gather around you and want to ask you questions. Well, what happens when somebody's speaking virtually? Do you hear from them? Probably not. So that might right. be one way to reach out and, and, um, and really try to expand your network. If you are, and we should all be listening and stimulating ourselves in that way during this time, during every time. Yeah. Well, Leslie, I really appreciate the fact that I think we're building a collaborative sort of relationship where there's opportunity to share in a, an entourage model. And I am really looking forward to seeing how I can share more of your work in my part of the world. And I look forward to getting to know 
your work a bit more, I'm going to encourage and put your book details in our show notes. And perhaps it'd be wonderful to have you on again. Well, thank you so much. And I, I look forward to the same with you. And um, I am open. I love connecting with people. So I do hope people will reach out. And I look forward to you and I having an offline conversation also where I can learn more about your goals. Where would you like people to find your work? I mean, I know there's many places. People can go to LinkedIn. They can go to your website. Where would you like people to find you? Well, I'd like uh, LinkedIn is a good place. <clears throat> and if uh, if you're a woman listening and you are uh, interested in leadership, <clears throat> I'd love you to check out what I do with the George Washington University Center for Excellence in Public Leadership, the Executive Women's Leadership Program there that we're doing all online. And you can go to that website at uh, George Washington University and learn about that. We, um, because we're creating networks of women leaders that are going through the program together, 20, 25 women at a time from all over the world. So that's also a great, great way to build your uh, entourage as well as reach out to me. A huge thanks to Leslie Grossman for your contribution to the power of networking. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at Leslie underscore connect. You can get her book link out on Amazon. I appreciate you making time to download this podcast and listen. It means the world that you're taking this journey with me. Until next time.